Welcome to a new episode of the Soccer and Fitness Show with your host and creator of the podcast, Sean Spencer. And today's episode is from from Houston, Texas. And I wasn't really uh, planning on on doing a podcast today, but I thought, you know what? What the hell? Let's let's do it. So it's the twenty eighth of of January, and I've I've basically spent the the past two days um, videoing uh, cardio exercises for for a course that I'm currently creating. So I thought that would be a great starting point to to discuss a couple of things, and then from there we'll we'll expand into some other little areas, topical stuff that I, that I would like to discuss today. So it's not going to be the longest episode in the world, but let's let's see where it takes us. Okay, here we go. So those that have been regular listen, listeners to the podcast will will now know that I that I own a company called Atai Athletic that I started in Houston, Texas, and the aim of uh, the aim of this company is a soccer development company and sort of sports agency, and the aim is to help players get past certain barriers, whether that's financial, whether it's um, a technical difficulty, tactical or physiological, whatever it is, we're, we're here. If there's any sort of potential in, in different players, we we want to try and help them get to the next level. So what is the next level? And it depends on, on the player, really. We have, we have players that play recreational, that want to go and play for like a travel or club team. We have um, players that are playing at a good level that want to play in high school or high school students that want to go on to to, to college and, and college players that want to play professional or players that haven't gone into college that want to play professional. Um, and there's a there's a whole host of, of, of barriers to different people. One of the the biggest things is is obviously networks. So if you don't know who to contact and you don't know what to say to these people, it becomes very very difficult. Depending on where you are in the world, also depends on how the opportunities that you're going to have to be seen by by certain clubs. England is very different to to America, and America is very different to other parts of the world. So there's I've always been told if you're good enough you'll you'll be found. And and that's certainly true to to an extent. I honestly believe if you are if you are like um the Messi's and the Ronaldo's of the world, you probably will be be seen because you are that good and you're going to stand out wherever you are. But I've also come across a, a lot of sort of um average players that are making a living out of the game. They're, they're technically okay, and and but they're nothing. They're nothing special. They're not the Messi's, and they're not the Ronaldo's. But it was a case of sort of taking their opportunity when that came along, being in the right place at the right time, and also being subject to to the system 
So the 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 families might have been fortunate enough to be. Um, they might have been at a certain school or known certain coaches, and and there is there's an element of of luck, and some players don't don't have that, and and that's what what we're trying to to do here. Um, so when when I was sort of starting this company, I was looking at the Houston area in particular, and there's 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 massive room for growth over here, and those that listen back in back in Europe will maybe understand this everybody understands the size of the United States of America it, it, it's gigantic and they have some of the greatest and best facilities in the world and they have great coaching and scouting and sports knowledge in in a whole host of sports basketball or baseball lacrosse um, American football but soccer, over here is the the there's massive room for for potential, and one of the biggest things with that is if you look at the population of of America compared to England um, or Great Britain, Great Britain can fit into to Texas a few times over, which which is sometimes difficult to get your head around why the the American soccer team isn't higher than than it is. Um, and one one big reason for it, what I personally believe, I, obviously there's the pay to play model, which has its pluses and minuses. Um, so those that are not familiar with the pay to play model is like basically in England, if you're if you're a child and you want to play, your your son or daughter wants to play uh, soccer then you're going to pay something called subs and you might pay one, two or maybe five pounds per game. There might be a registration fee that you'll pay at the start of the season, which is normally around 20 pounds, depending on the club. You might get it cheaper. You might have to pay a little bit more uh, more expensive. That's very different to what we see in the United States of America, where the children have to pay like, quite a lot of money and famously recently Zlatan Ibrahimovic who was a very famous European player played for LA Galaxy and and he he was quoted was saying like about his having to pay three thousand dollars for his son to play uh, to play soccer and he was he said he was in a fortunate position and privileged position where he was able to pay that but a lot of a lot of children aren't able unable to afford that. So, and as soon as you put a pay-to-play model up, then you're going to exclude a lot of people, a lot of children, and a lot of players, um, and a lot of communities. And I think ultimately that's what's happened in the United States of America. So, even though the population is is far greater than a lot of places in in Europe. You're you've got to cut a massive chunk of that because only a small percentage can actually afford the fees to play soccer. So what do you actually get if you if you have the the money and the resources to to sort of pay to play in in America as a as a youth player? What do you actually get? So a lot of the time, obviously, you get the uniform and and you get to play in in a team. 
And with that comes um, coaching. Because you're you're paying to play, the club can then afford to pay coaches. And the better teams normally have the better coaches and the better players, and then they can go into competitions and into leagues, and then they win them leagues. And, and then that's how they sort of work their way through the system and then hopefully end up in, in college. And then if they want to go from college to play in the MLS, say, they then get drafted. Now, what happens if you don't don't fall in that? If you don't have the money to play for the best teams, and and um, you you don't have access to to the to the best coaches, then then college becomes a, a sort of distant dream, and then the MLS is, is seems almost impossible. So, and that's the whole point of what we're what we're trying to do here now is is create something where we can actually help develop like a no-nonsense approach to to these these kids. Um, and I, we're going through all the age groups all the way up to sort of uh, 22, 23 at the moment where we're, we're going to help them with the qualifications that, that we've got and the knowledge and the experience that we've got to help these players exactly what exactly they they need so we do the like the testing and then we can put them into into um, development plans whatever they need whether it's fitness or technical and and stuff like that so the next issue for me was you you look at it and you, and and me personally i i can only do so much and i can only travel so much so my my aim and with the motivation of COVID as well was what can I do to to spread this further than than just Houston? Because we've we've had a lot of interest in academies and clubs across the world, uh, as far as sort of like Africa. Um so what I wanted to do is produce something that could go online where it wasn't the online where you you would have to search around, you would have to go on Google, you you would have to go on YouTube and and try and find the information that you need. I wanted to streamline everything, put it on onto um, an easy access platform that could help players improve, whether that's fitness, whether it's technical, whatever it is. So this first course was um, that that I've been working on is is cardio level one, but uh, because it's level one, I I didn't make it any easier. This is elite level um, fitness, and and a lot of the sessions are what's been performed at an elite level. Obviously, the younger you are, you can scale it appropriately, um, and you can cut bits back but essentially it, it, it's the it's the same it's the same thing um and then the next thing was obviously making it making it affordable to to people so that's been the aim with with what i've been working on with that and it's and it's almost ready and i'm quite happy and, and sort of proud of that but what was interesting was um yesterday yesterday i was out there filming and basically to and again to just make it a, a more a, attractive product rather than it being techs 
or links to certain like YouTube videos, I wanted all the information to be there on the same platform. Um, and I understand, like both, like myself, when I read um, something, it can be it can be difficult to sort of picture, and even with diagrams, it can be difficult. So I thought the best way would be to demo it. That's what I would do as a as a coach. I would explain it, and then I would I would have a demonstration, and and then I would explain it in a in a slightly different way. So basically, long story short, I spent sort of two hours filming. Um, all the cardio exercises back to back, about two hours worth of of cardio, um, and I I haven't had to sprint for a long long time. It's been yeah, it's it's been a while. I I do a lot of sort of CrossFit workouts and stuff with weights, and and I'll run I'll run five k, I'll run ten k, but I haven't I haven't had the need to actually sprint. And when when you sprint and you haven't done that for a while, you you notice how quickly you you lose that. And uh, as much as it was sort of depressing, knowing what I used to be able to do with these sprints, it also just reminded me the importance of of maintaining that that level and how difficult it is because again i i work out every single day um, and i do very intense hard exercises but there's something completely different about the, the soccer specific fitness and it's and it's hard work and it's it's very very important um so that's what I wanted to to emphasize. I've said it in previous podcasts. Regardless of what level you're playing, if you can improve your fitness, and this goes to people in the in the day to day life, like you don't. Sometimes you don't realize how easy it is to to lose it, and it doesn't take it doesn't take very long. But the good thing with it is it also doesn't take long for it to come back when you apply yourself. So whatever, I, I understand this is from like a soccer sp- um, perspective, but whatever your your fitness goals is, and it, it can be super depressing and humbling to to start. And again, there's the whole host of people from sort of different backgrounds. Maybe you used to be super fit when you're older. Maybe you've had like life's happened or, or COVID's happened and and you and you've fallen off a little bit but just know that by by starting it might be humbling and it might be slightly depressing but you've you've started and you and you've stopped that um that momentum going in 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 the wrong way and i think that's that's what i did yesterday and I, again, like there was, there's certain things that I used to be able, like I wouldn't even have to think about some of the things I did yesterday. It would be, it'd almost be like a warm up. But it was, um, it was a shock, actually struggling with, with that, just because I haven't done that type of fitness in in so long. Um, but again, going back to the previous podcast, um, episode seven where we were talking about failure that like it, it, it's okay it's okay to fail as long as as long as you're trying to improve yourself 
and and nobody's nobody's perfect but if you can if you can just remove that ego for a little bit and just and just have a go then then you'll you'll improve in the right way um but that's that's about it for for today um like i said it was a little bit of a an unplanned episode but quite quite a lot sort of happened the past the past couple of days and i think some of the points are are important especially those those that have some sort of of power in in football or in, or in soccer um there's certain models and certain practices that are put in place that help people with with money or with resources but there's a lot of players out there good players that that need a little bit of help so I I feel as though I've been privileged in sort of my backgrounds and and education and everything like that. Um, so I'm I'm personally going to try and do my my best to remove some of these barriers, starting in in Houston, and then hopefully with this this online course, it can it can help people get access to elite level fitness this first course and then and then we'll we'll move into sort of the technical stuff at a later date okay well thank you for listening much appreciated uh the the podcast now uh is on itunes so that's that's pretty cool i've always wanted to be on itunes so i was quite happy with that if you'd like to leave a review on there that would also be be appreciated um I'm on athletic.com so you can find us over there. It's athletic.com. Uh, and also, if you're interested in supporting the channel, we're on anchor.fm. I keep saying we, but it is, it, it's pretty much me. So anchor.fm, and it's Sean Spencer, Soccer and Fitness Show. Thank you for listening, and I'll, I'll be back soon. Goodbye.